Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Four Train Savages podcast. This is episode number 28 with the boys, Rob and Tyler. Back again. Tyler Spring Training has finally started. The games are rolling. Everything is going nice. Baseball, baby. Baseball is back. We are fired up. It is great to have games going around, and it just, it just feels good. It just feels right. We're at home. We got, you know, I will say, like, Yes Network not broadcasting a couple of those games is a little heartbreaking. Cause yeah, like, why? <laughs> I think why it was three not? Days stri- I don't understand. Yeah, I, three days straight, it was, like, a little, you know, it is what it is. I think it's probably because of the Nets, maybe, because the Nets had a couple games in there. And I know, like, around Twitter, people were just, <laughs> a lot of Yankee fans were like, bro, what are yeah. you doing? I don't want to watch the Nets. This is a, <laughs> I don't want to see this. So, um, but we got. I think from now on, we have most of the spring training games will be broadcasted. So that's nice. And we've seen a lot of stuff out of a lot of different players so far. I think what well, we've had five games so far, Tyler. I think it's yeah, five, right? I think five, something like that. But dude, yeah, I so, just just watching the games completely different now. There's fucking yeah, fans in is, the stands, it, dude. It, it it is like it's it's different. They're in Florida now and. Um, you know, vaccine rollouts are starting to happen more, and we'll probably see more uh, more fans in the stands as the season progresses. So it's good to see, man. And like, it, it, even though it's spring training, and you know, there's oh, it's overreaction time, underreaction time, whatever you want to call it, mostly overreaction. But it is what it is, and it's just it's nice to see fans, and it's nice to have have baseball going really. Because like, if you think back to this time last year, bro, it was spring training started and then the pandemic hit in probably like a week as of now when we're yeah, recording like that. and it was just one it was crushing to everyone but especially like baseball fans it's like damn it right when spring training was starting and it was just tough to see so um but it's it's good i they're probably going to start the season to most all intensive purposes they're going to start the season on time I can't believe know, it till it happens though <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so um it it's it's good it's good to have them going and playing but uh before we head into the uh talking about the yanks just want to let you guys know that support for the four train savages podcast is brought to you by manscaped who is the best in men's below the waist grooming manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels they obsess over their uh over their technology developments to provide you with the tools uh the best tools for your grooming experience manscaped is trusted by over two million men worldwide and we have an exclusive offer for the listeners 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code for savage so that's for savage at manscaped.com type that code in get yourselves whatever you guys need for your male grooming it's a really good company as we've said in the last pod we're really happy to be with manscaped and really great product use it again this past week it's a lot of the stuff uh, get you right, Tyler, and that and and we're we're proud to continue uh, with Manscaped throughout this time. So, uh, be sure to use the code for Savage at Manscaped and get yourself twenty percent off plus free shipping. Um, so yeah, uh, oh, and two right before it, leave a, a rate and review on Apple Podcasts as well as be sure to follow us on Twitter. Also, Tyler, we started the Instagram. Yep, you guys have been killing it on there. Super pumped to do so, that. So yeah, the the Instagram's going good. Uh, so that's at Four Train Savages. Uh, Twitter is at Four Savages. So be sure to give us a follow there, and we'll be putting out content, funny shit, all through there. So let's dive right into baseball. Let's talk, get into bro. it, Rob. Let's get into it. So um, first and foremost, Aaron Boone went into the hospital. 
uh, I believe it was Wednesday. Wednesday, uh, they announced, and he was getting a, um, a what is receiving it? a uh, pacemaker. A pacemaker, yeah. So he was he was talking about it, and he was just basically saying that he he wasn't feeling for right, a and he for a while sluggish. too. I think I think he said he he had been feeling like lethargic for like two to three months. Yeah, exactly. So I it you know it was a little scary for a lot of people, and he was saying on when they interviewed him on Yes with Meredith, and he was saying how. Uh, it was really kind of nice to see the outreach for him and, um, you know, people being concerned for him because that's some serious shit. Whenever people talk about heart, it kind of raises eyebrows and heart issues and everything. Uh, so luckily he was able to get that and he started, said that he started feeling better and, you know, we need our manager to be feeling good and, you know, it'd be a real difficult thing to go through the season with not knowing if your manager is coming back. And uh, it's good that he... Uh, you know, it was a little late in the process, I would say, in terms of like when spring training starts and it, it kind of, but whatever his health was right, we wouldn't want this to happen through the beginning of the season. So I'm just glad that he was able to, especially for the guy's health, like just get this, get, you know, get in there, get yourself right. Yeah, exactly. It's serious and, shit, man. And yeah, we gave, I mean, I know personally, I gave Booney some shit last year, but um, just on a human to human perspective, you know, we, we don't wish this type of stuff upon anyone. Um, Absolutely Booney not. pisses us off as a manager sometimes. Um, yeah. But, you know, like like we just said, we want him to get in there, get right, wouldn't wish that upon anyone. And, you know, Booney is l- so loved across all of all of baseball. Even, did you see the Red Sox tweeted at him too? They, yeah, I, did I don't. I don't even remember so. what it entailed, but MLB was all out there for him on Twitter. So it was really cool to see. And he said, like, just waking up after the surgery, he was like, I already feel better. So you could tell he was, yeah. he was he was probably out of it the whole off season for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean it's 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 good that he got it handled. It would have been really, I think it would have been even. I mean, it was concerning that you know in spring training, but could you imagine if this happened like like, like mid season you know, for the guy's health? If it happens, it could have gotten worse too. He could have been something I know, way worse. He, he, the, the longer t- the the longer the time you wait, and then. Um, you know, if if he was doing this mid season, oh, yeah. you know, he's feeling like he's abandoning everybody mid year. Like he he explained it that everyone was reaching out to him and they were saying, you know, get yourself right. So I'm glad that he handled it in spring training and got it, got himself. Booney right. woke up and, and we were down. We lost fifteen nothing. He goes, all right, I gotta get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that was yeah, that was that was quite the uh, quite the spring training show. But um, yeah, glad that Aaron Boone's back and that he's feeling healthy and happy and good. And you know, we we do have his our grievances with his managerial decisions, and I'm sure many Yankee fans do. But never wish but we're that rooting upon for anybody. Him. And rooting, yeah, we we obviously he's managing yeah. our team. We need him to fuck it. We need him to to bring us to uh, to the 28th ring. So. Uh, glad to see Boone back, and that was a little scary, but it's it's good to see him back in the in the cut. Uh, I think he, I think he's is he going to be at the game this afternoon? I believe. Um, right? I don't know if he said this week be, or or after this week or this upcoming week because yeah. Saturday. To be completely honest, I'm not 100 percent sure on that. I, I know he got because he got out of the hospital the next day, I believe, right? And I know he said he was looking to get back like this weekend with them, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. So yeah, so ho- hopefully he'll be back sooner rather than yeah. later. Um, so to hop into the games, I don't know what's our record right now. We are three and two. Three. And I two, try and stay away from that, but you know, obviously, it's a good note to have. Uh, hey, it's it's just something yeah. to say, I guess. Uh, so Should we run through a couple of the games. Uh, I don't really. We'll think do we some. We'll to. do some big I points. I mean, the big points is obviously the things that jump off the page 
are Gary Sanchez's two home yep. runs, uh, Jamison Tyon, seven pitches in an inning, Corey Kluber, two innings, scoreless, Domingo Herman, two scoreless innings. Uh, I was ready to crown uh, uh, Corey Kluber the Cy Young winner <laughs> on whatever day, Wednesday or Thursday, whatever yeah, day he pitched. I, I, I and shout out Max uh, Goodman for literally saving Yankees Twitter. <laughs> it's, it was so weird to just see us, yeah, a, see was. a whole gr- a community of people just be absolutely rip shit that, that is the like fourth spring training game was being broadcasted. Yeah, it was. The, people were mad that it wasn't like everyone would log on to Yes Network. Like I was logging on to Yes Network and I was like seeing. I was looking for the thing. I was like, "Where is the Yankee game?" And, I, and the whole time, I'm just thinking to myself, like. Oh, God. <laughs> like what? Like what? What are we? What, what are what, we doing here? I wanted to see. I, I would have been okay if like it was the first week of the games and like if they had played them on TV and then like the next week they because they also I, picked the first the week worst of, games to to televise. I feel like. Yeah. No. I I I agree. But I also think the first week it was like really difficult as a fan to just say. I can't watch them. I'd rather it have be like the third week that they're like, all right, we're gonna take some take some games. Yeah, off yeah. Like we've been waiting for these games for like the first week yeah. of games to feel real again. The fir- yeah, and then once we get bored of spring training because they start putting in other players, like we're, we'll we'll just get bored with it and then just wait for April first. But I mean, yeah. So Glaber home run yesterday. Uh, Dietrich also homered in one of his games. Kluber and Herman look good. Uh, the 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 whole. Garrett Cole with Sanchez talk oh, was, was going again. Oh God! And it's funny, man. I mean, there's a there's a good amount to talk to. It's overreaction time when it comes to spring training. We'll call it sure. overreaction Saturday today. Yeah, I mean, dude, I I see a lot on Yankee Twitter of people. I mean, I can't really take, bro. When I look at the games and stuff, I always think of like spring training, especially. I'm just saying, okay, I can't get too hyped over shit, and I can't get too low on stuff. So I just kind of just watch the games. I'm like, you know what? I'm watching baseball. That's yeah, okay. exactly. And, like, I'll crack my jokes here and there. But honestly, dude, the main reason that I cannot put any value into spring training is three years ago when Greg Bird is an absolute <laughs> killer in spring training. I'm saying, dude, what is this guy? Like, our the first baseman. Now we're pairing him nature. with Gary Sanchez. We're pairing him with Aaron Judge. We're we're gonna be absolutely killing it in the lineup. This dude's gonna be a sick four hitter. And Greg Bird just falls off the face. Literally. Of the earth. So that's I I literally just cannot get too hyped over anything. The only thing that I'll preface it, and we're gonna like get into it, Tyler, is the conversation around the bench spot. Yep. I think that yep, whoever yep. is hot in spring training, whoever's hot in spring training going into the first week of the season and opening day. Like, that's the only important thing that we could really take and say, okay, this is what we have to pay attention to. So the battle between Talkman, Ford, Dietrich, Bruce, and, um, like, I, I would say Tyler Wade's on the on the team because he's fast. Well, they also they also him, need so. a backup shortstop, and he's the only other guy besides Kleber that can play short. So you got to kind of yeah, pencil so him in there. I, so, uh, I mean, other than what uh, overreact, like what are like we'll, we'll we'll get into the bench stuff a little little later, but like what what was like your big takeaways from all those points that so were bi- made in terms of like what happened in the? I know you're loving so Kluber big right takeaways. Now. Kluber looked fucking great. Excuse my French. I need to tone it down a little bit. However, Kluber looked great. I think he had like 22 pitches, 15 strikes. Uh, that curve was looking nasty from what I could see from Max Goodman's phone. So we appreciate that. 
Um, also, yeah. the thing that stood out to me a little bit is Gary's homers. You know, I mean, you could <laughs> you could tell last year how much Gary was trying to pull the ball and how much everything was in his head. And his two absolute piss missile moon doggies that he hit, one was dead center and one he took it the other way. Which I think is big, Rob. I, I mean, I, no, I can't say big. I'll tone it down again. It's not big, but it's a step in the right direction. I, th- I think yeah, Gary knows that. that he has to do something very fast when he gets into when the season starts. Because if he has some like, oh, for like 22 with like 16 Ks, like type of week or two, that's. Oh, brother, <laughs> this guy stinks. I walked into it. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I, that... that's going to that's gonna be bad. And we're all going to be standing around like, dude. This guy sucks, and I'm gonna be eating my own, my own words, you know. Um, Herman looked good. Yeah. Devi gave up a couple homers. Um, I'm not, I'm not too concerned about it. I guess Cole gave up a few earned runs as well. Uh, I think that's just gonna be a thing with Garrett Cole when he pitches in the the, pre, the spring against the Tigers because last year he gave up like six homer or uh, six earned runs and like four or five homers. Yeah, he was giving up a. He was giving up a lot of dingers to the Tigers. I think he's just going in there and trying to throw year. fastballs and get his fastball back. And, you know, I don't think yeah. Garrett cares too much. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I had no complaints. Dude, as long as we're not getting injured, um, I'm cool with, with whatever for the most part. Um, give me two pitchers that look okay or decent. But I think uh, promising stuff seen from Kluber, Herman. And Tyone, which are which are all massive things going into this season. Obviously, big question marks ahead. So yeah, th- those are kind of my takeaways of this week for the most part on those big points. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, I'm not gonna like read too. But if I'm just gonna dive into, uh, like if I'm like re- realistically, I don't really care too much until the games are played, and. I know, like, a lot of Yankee fans are going to give me hate for that, I guess, and that opinion, like, some, or at least some would. Um, but if I'm going to dive into my Yankees fandom and, like, be like, oh, yes, like, it was no, very it's good logical. to see Jameson. T- You're yeah, being logical. I would, I would, I, I would, I would say, but, uh, Tyler, I'm going to be nice, and I'm going to dive into to overreaction or over uh, – what would be the word over not over hype but like we're we're just we're, like, we're we're falling into the fandom right now we're being yankees fans yeah oh that that's a good that's a good yeah, way to put it i'm yankees falling fans. into the fandom and i'm just going to do it so kluber if dude if he if he does what he did in those two innings yeah like brother <laughs> let's get <laughs> that's it that's what poppin'. i'm saying like dude let's effing roll Cole Kluber and then if Tyon does what he did in, se- in seven pitches I think Tyon's gonna I be mean, good dude he's starting to sell me those those um I will say those two fly balls that were hit were quite far <laughs> but I will give him the benefit of the doubt far. they were caught they were caught they were caught and I want to see so um yes those were good and like I've been saying with Gary Sanchez bro um if the dude hits, the dude hits, and he threw out a runner, and um, like that's literally what like I've always said. I I mean I guess this would be somewhat controversial, but I don't know. I've seen a lot of Yankees hate on Twitter for Gary Sanchez, so I think plenty of you would agree with this. Um, but like I was saying a year or two ago, before we started this pod, that I could really like the 
player comparison somewhat that I gave to Gary Sanchez was like a Victor Martinez that I thought that he was going to be a DH, but I think he's a more talented hitter than, uh, or like he has a higher ceiling than Victor Martinez because Victor Martinez was just not the greatest. Ca- His was more of injury prone rather than like Gary just not being able to catch yeah. well. Um, but I would say like I, dude, the the ver- like the the. The moral of the story is if Gary Sanchez hits, they're putting him in the yeah. lineup. And as he doesn't much have as to be a good hitter. Like, he has to be an average hitter, I feel like. He he like he has to stop pulling the ball and he just has to hit at least like two fifty with close to thirty home runs and drive in a shit ton of runs. And, and he'll be fine. Yeah. We'll still bitch about his 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 uh his defense. But we're still – if the dude hits, they're going to find a spot for him in the lineup. So, like you said, Tyler, I think he realizes that, oh, it's fucking make or break time and I need to get my shit going early. So, that I do agree with that. And, bro, I can't I've, – I've been a critic of Gary Sanchez like you have and like a lot of Yankee fans have. But if the dude hits, he plays and he deserves a spot for the Bronx Bombers. The Yankees love to hit home runs. And that's, that's what how they, they ask for. That's how they Gary. think too, dude. So, some people out there might think, um, like I was having this conversation with my father the other day, and he was like, you know, we just need a defensive catcher behind the plate. Like, you know, he referenced Jose Molina, which which I do agree with to an extent. Um, the Yankee, but if Gary Sanchez, yeah. if Gary Sanchez is giving you close to forty oh, home abso- runs, uh, yeah, I'm exactly. Take that. I'm just saying, a lot of fans think like the Yankees, where they're like. Or no, excuse me. A lot of fans don't think like the Yankees. The Yankees are thinking, all right, whatever offensive production uh, we get from our the catcher position is bonus, and the, the analytical department is going to juice that up as much as they can. Um, but you know, fans kind of want. I, I feel like some fans are like, all right, just give me the defensive genius behind the plate that's going to hit two hundred and hit twelve home runs and strike out. Stupid! <laughs> I'm not going to let you get that. Yeah, exactly. Chance. But the Yankees don't. The Yankees don't think like that. Um, this lineup doesn't necessarily need the production from catcher. So if Gary's not going to hit and he's not going to field, then freaking see ya, bud. But um, yeah, if, he, if thing, he halfway like, hits, if he hits 230 and hits 25 home runs, he's going to have the starting job. Yeah. I I would say, um, like, like you were talking about with your dad's point, I would say uh, the – way like when we looked at and this kind of goes with like the Garrett Cole stuff like I personally don't think Gary Sanchez I don't really think Garrett Cole is comfortable with Gary Sanchez despite what he says in the media like I just look at the body language and I just don't think it really works well and if we look at the history of Yankees like they've had no fucking problem allowing personal catchers you think about AJ Burnett in 2009 dude did not want to throw to Jose or um Jorge Posada and Posada's still sick about it he 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 wanted to throw to Jose Molina, and that and his that was his personal catcher. So I I know like there's been a real back and forth about Garrett and Gary and like they want and I have no problem with them trying to make it work in the first. They, they know, should try and season. make it work. They should personal try. catchers should. Are, are, your, I don't know how I feel about that necessarily. I I understand, but like, dude, if it comes down to it, I really don't care. I'd like, rather have Garrett I, Cole happy I, than Gary Sanchez happy. I, I yeah, I want. I want Garrett Cole happy at the end of the day. And if that means that I'm going to have to piss certain Yankee fans off about having a personal catcher to let Kyle Higashioka catch, then so well, you know, be if Cole comes out and has two shitty starts, 
Hey, especially it, it, if it's in an ALDS or an ALCS. Yeah. Like, we need... Agreed. <laughs> Garrett happy. Yeah. We need we, him happy. Happy, and then, more importantly, just like you said, have him comfortable. Um, I, th- I think... Mm-hmm. I mean, the numbers last year, I don't have them in front of me, but I remember they were... They were pretty cut and dry with uh, his numbers with Gary versus his numbers with Hickey. I think he had like a 170 ERA and like seven or eight starts with Hickey, and he had like a 370 ERA with like uh, almost eight home runs or something with Gary. And yeah. um, so the numbers didn't lie. And I have a feeling if uh, if Cole comes out and his first three, four starts are, you know, him giving up three runs, four runs, you know, one bad outing two runs, four runs, they might go, hey, you know, we're pivoting back to last year and we're going to we're gonna swing Higgy in here and he's going to be your your personal guy again, which, I mean, I don't – there's I have a lot of mixed feelings on personal catchers because, like – It's been ha- it's been happening in baseball before. We won a World Series when having a personal pitcher and catcher. I, I, I if know it, benefits, it you the yeah, wrong way. If it way. benefits the pitcher, I don't care. Um, but especially in a place like the Yanks where they're at right now, where they're not locked into one catcher over the other. I mean, they clearly lot like are giving Gary, it's his job to lose, but they're not, it's not like, it's not like it's JT real Muto behind the plate and you're bringing in some random dude to be fucking Zach Wheeler's personal catcher, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, it's going to be very interesting. Like I said, the, the optics of like having Cole and and Higgy may be difficult for a lot of fans heading down into the postseason. They'll they'll be bitching and they'll be mad about it. But I I and I understand why. But I am also cool. I don't think it's going to work out between Gary and Garrett personally. That's, that's my opinion. That's your you take, Rob. But I do think that it it's fine for them to try it out in the first months of the season and see well, yeah. how it goes, and maybe they'll I mean, prove they're, me they're wrong. I mean, they're definitely going to. We'll see how it works. Yeah. <laughs> I It's it's going to be crazy funny to see the, uh, the, the Twitter back and forth between the Gary supporters and the Gary haters. Like, it's going to be – Really yeah. funny to see, dude. Absolutely, it's- absolutely. I totally agree, Rob. Let before we we talk about Gary and Garrett for too long. Let's pivot a little bit. Let's get into bench action. Uh, but before that, you want to talk a little bit about uh, a little manscaped action again? This is the Beltline. <laughs> We've got balls, lemony fresh. Let's right, do it, dude. So four train savages brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best men's in. Excuse me, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming? Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Your jewels, Rob. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for my listeners. 20% off plus free shipping. Rob, we went over this last time. The free shipping is freaking massive. Massive. It is. 20% off with free free shipping. Uh, use the code 4SAVAGE at manscaped.com. That is the number four, all capital letters, SAVAGE, S-A-V-A-G-E. For those of you that cannot spell it, 4SAVAGE. <laughs> Rob, um, you know, got the chance to use it again this week. I think I'm, it's going to be like a uh, weekly routine for me. Um, once again, I'm going to emphasize the light as much as I possibly can. <laughs> Just because one, I've never had one that has light. And I'm digging it, Rob. Um, I also haven't even had to charge it yet. I feel like a lot of these 
probably got yeah. a good battery. I feel like a lot of these um, electric razors out there, you got. I have to lug around a charger. I lose a charger, too. And I haven't even had to charge this thing yet, so it's working well for me. I've been rolling with the undies. I threw the shirt on under my work shirt the other day, actually, too. So I had a button-down on, and I threw, my, threw it under my work shirt. Super cozy. Wasn't sweating in it. Working well. Um, so, yeah. Shout out Manscaped. Look forward to keep working with them. And uh, use our code 4SAVAGE on their website for 20% off plus free shipping. Rob, you want to dive into uh, the bench a little bit? I know you got a little... Um, you're on the Jay Bruce and Dietrich yeah. chain. Eh, Dietrich oh, train. I am not yeah, necessarily. Big time. Let me hear what you got to say. Uh, okay, yeah. So I am of the opinion that... Derek Dietrich and Jay Bruce should be the individuals that get those last bench spots for the New York Yankees. Hold on. What and what are the last see, bench spots, though? So who's locked in, in your uh, opinion? Well, Tyler Wade. And Higgy, I would imagine. And Higgy. So then Dietrich, Bruce, and then I think there's one well, more, it's, right? The, it's a uh, th- I think it's a four-man bench if they decide – it's a yeah. four-man bench. I thought no, they it's five. it's either because it was last year was four. It was supposed to get knocked down to three. So I know that it's no more than four. I believe because a lot of teams are going to roll with that. Oh, and then yeah. Guardy. Oh, yeah. Guardy too. Uh, so okay, so I'll just we'll. Just, well, you want to just rank? I, we could rank them. So who's definitely going to be definitely on the team is going to be Guardy. Well, the top three is the top three. It goes Guardy. Uh, Higgy just because he has to be there. He's yeah. a catcher. He's a catcher. Then Wade. I think at three because Wade can run and he short. can play middle infield yeah. positions, and they'll need to give Glaber or DJ days off and do that. So after that, I think you have to take go, one of them, dude. You have to take one of them. But my main argument is the the battle between and me and Tyler like the way that we sometimes do these pod is pods is we just have arguments on twitter messaging and then like when we send each other shit and then we'll just like discuss it's it just on the like podcast. it's just it's like you guys fine. arguing with us on twitter <laughs> exactly so we have our differences and that's perfectly fine the um so i if i had to choose between jay bruce and Derek dietrich over uh talkman and ford i'm taking dietrich and bruce and the reasoning is Derek Dietrich, yes, if you have your concerns with his hitting and his bat not being there, completely understand. The dude is a Swiss Army knife. The dude can play left field, right field, second base, probably throw him at third, and he could play first. Then you look at Jay Bruce. Jay Bruce had a down year last year with the Phillies. Completely understand that he hit 198. I believe he hit about eight home runs with like maybe 16 RBIs. Down year, 60-game season. With a lot of players, we're going to say yeah, we don't put too much stock into He only played in 30 games that. last year, too. Yeah. So, my thing is, I want Dietrich, based off the possible upside of his bat, but also, mainly, I want that dude to be a Swiss Army knife, and you can take him and put him at any position that you can. Then, with Bruce, you can also put him in left field, maybe a possible right field if you would need to, and he could also play first. Jay Bruce is a guaranteed 12 to 15 home runs. He reminds me a lot of when we had Neil Walker in 2018, and Neil Walker, uh, face like face value, you're like, eh, I don't know about Neil Walker. Dude was a yeah, good player. Yeah, he was for Dude us, yeah. performed well. And I think Jay Bruce, Jay Bruce is a seasoned veteran. So is Derek Dietrich. These guys have been around the league. They're around the same age as the other two guys that they they would be going up against in Ford and Talkman. And then I look at Ford and Talkman and 
yes, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is I just have glimpses of last year. And I'm just saying, I'm all what set the hell? on Mike, I think Ford. Mike Ford. My, yeah, I know you're all set on Mike Ford, but I guess the argument comes down to Talkman. So with Talkman, I know he had the shoulder issue, and he hit that home run. Also, we didn't mention at the beginning, but Talkman hit that home run. And he had a little difficulty last year catching up with simple fastballs. And I know that the, you had, <laughs> I know you had your grievances yeah. saying, "What the hell are you doing?" Like, wasn't even on, just bro. like it was Why like any you? type of fastball. It didn't matter if it was ninety-one or a hundred and one. <laughs> so if I have to, ch- and Talkman, you look at this. Okay, if I'm still the thing is, Talkman started this. off playing not terrible last year, so his numbers aren't that bad. He just had a terrible the, second half of the year. But like Mike Talkman, with when I go up against the other two guys, like is Talkman's defense and his running really gonna blow me away enough to not opt for Jay Bruce that can also play an infield position? Talkman only, and we well, have Talkman Gardy. can play Gardy, first. If you're gonna say we have talk- a lot of guys that can play first, because if if you're if you're uh, implementing Dietrich on the team, am I pronouncing his name right? First of all, Dietrich. I think it's Dietrich. Dietrich. Maybe Dietrich. Right, Dietrich. D- Dietrich. You know, what? just Derek, call him Derek. Whatever, call Derek. Him Derek. So if we're putting him on the team, he can play first. Luke can play first. DJ can play first. That's already three first basemen you got. So I okay. don't really see the need for Jay Bruce to. Jay Bruce can play the outfield. But Jay so Bruce can had a, D- if you if we want to so overreact, can D- he, he had- and uh, Guardy and Mike Talkman. I don't know why I'm just blanking real quick on that, but we have a ton of guys that can play the outfield. I understand that. Mike Talkman, and this is the same thing with Mike Ford. I believe that they completely overperformed in 2019 with the whole next man up. Oh, agreed, he had agreed. A great year, 13 home runs, 47 RBIs, 277 batting average. Dude was very good. Guy has had four years in the major league. I personally, after last year, and just I just he doesn't scream a part of the winning formula to me. That's just me. I don't see it. And a lot of other Yankee fans out there see it as they want to go with these other guys and try the new yeah, formula. I, I agree. And I also do I too. So so I <laughs> it's just like, you know, I could see I I'm not saying that it's out of the realm. Like I, I think that he could easily be put on this roster because Brian Cashman will like him. Am I necessarily going to agree with it? No. Am I going to still root for him? Yes. And that's that's perfectly fine. So, I personally, I think Derek Dietrich and Jay Bruce should make the lineup over the other two. I don't know how the rest of the bench spots are going to – I know you had mentioned, like, could they bring up Florial this year as a, uh, a possible – just like a center field hole if they need it. I'm just – because I'm thinking yeah. in the major leagues, you have to have a backup you at, in the center field – the catcher and shortstop. Those are the three that you can't kind of just like plug someone in, like you may be able to with corner infield positions and corner outfield positions. Do you, you know, you know what I mean. You kind yeah. of have to have that back up there. The only reason why I have a little argument for Talkman is, and listen, I may, very may well eat my words on this, and I wouldn't be like, I'm not losing my mind if if they if Talkman doesn't make the team and Bruce and uh, Derek do. So I just want to make that clear. I will not be upset. However, I see Talkman's value on this team different than I do for Bruce and and Dietrich. Just because So what's that value? So if I'm starting think about it like this. If I'm starting a team, I am probably taking Dietrich and Jay Bruce over Mike Talkman. But on this team, okay. we have four outfielders ahead of them and a, a middle infield platoon guy in Wade. So I just don't see them their value being 
able to shift around the field make that much of a difference on the Yankees. When I see Mike Talkman's value as a pinch runner, a defensive special, I don't want to say a defensive specialist, but a defensive replacement, I see that playing more of a see, role than Jay Bruce coming in and getting bro, but we ha- a hard like, at bats. Like this is like what I was telling you. Like, I don't, like, Mike Talkman's running is not really fucking important to me. We have Tyler Wade for those but, situations. But, we have but Brett Ty- Gardner. Yeah, but there, there very well may be a point where Brett Gardner is starting for a, a month. And then what are you going to do when you want to pinch run? I I can understand if the arguments Derek or I can understand if the argument is between Mike Talkman and uh, I want one of them to make it. Jay I Bruce don't want both of them. And Jay to make Bruce, it. but if, if but if it's between Derek Dietrich and I'm Mike on the Talkman, Dietrich train. I I'm on that train because I know, but I'm just saying like the Yankees need like the Yankees have made it air apparent that they don't really give a fuck about speed for the past 20 yeah, years yeah absolutely i mean so i i'm just like okay i i th- that's just like my argument for it i don't really think that we've had speedsters since the time of mickey rivers and and ricky henderson of like wanting to they've have just kept guardy around forever literally like that's just our older but tyler could you imagine dude if we're like two months into the seat like i'm just saying it now maybe i should just like hit myself before saying it but can you imagine like two months into the season dude brett garner is our starting center fielder for the foreseeable future of like a couple weeks and then like mike talkman is also playing left no field for a no while. no <laughs> that like see yeah that that is what i want to avoid okay so this how about how no? about nail <laughs> that is definitely I, what i want to avoid all right now see when you put it like that because i'd much rather have jay bruce playing left field for a month i think i think i really yeah I based think. off the bat I don't, Based off yeah, the bat, I, like Jay Bruce, but Mike Talkman is Jay Bruce, pro- I'm just the thing that I said to you over Twitter the other day is when he struck out against Domingo Herman in camp and then homered off Garrett. Or that he struck out against Domingo Herman in camp. So it's just like an inner squad live BP. Snaps his yeah. bat, pissed off because clearly he knows he needs to hit very well to make this roster. That's something I think he clearly yeah. knows. And then he goes up next at bat, homers off Garrett Cole, and then first spring training game of the year. He homers. So I think, I don't know. And then it comes out with the shoulder thing. I'm like, what if we trade this dude to somewhere like the Marlins? Because I know I've heard some stuff on, like, shout out John Boy on Talking Baseball, where they're they're saying the Marlins are still shopping for an outfielder. And he ends up hitting 270, 18 home runs, and hits, like, has a high OBP and, you know, plays well for them. That That's kind of a fear of mine. And I have Jay Bruce over here who, yes, he strikes out 200 times, um, is going to hit 210. Which is essentially a Gary. I'm just. I picture a Gary Sanchez in the outfield when I think of Jay Bruce. <laughs> uh, right now in his career, obviously not maybe. back in the day. Like, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, we've had. But also, I do not want to see a Gardner Talkman lineup it's, ever. It's like a com- it's like a comparable. It's like <laughs> like that of like your fear. Like my still fear is having Mike Ford at yeah, first well, base that, at that, some point this season. I'm just like, I don't oh, th- I don't God. think Mike Ford will make the team barring any injuries. How about new? I I, I can't do it, dude. <laughs> yeah. If it happens, I'm gonna be so mad. Uh, but you want to get into some lineups? Yeah, yeah why not? So um, well, yeah, should, so the whole we talk about uh, yeah. them kind of coming out saying Hicks is probably gonna be our three hitter before we dive into the lineup yeah i i well i mean it kind of 
coexist, yeah. I guess. Like I don't really I don't really like Hicks hitting third and the main reason is like DJ like I understand DJ's hit style, hit like his ability as a hitter at the plate does scream like leadoff ability and I understand why they want to have him, but the dude particularly I'd like my leadoff hitter to be quite fast and DJ is a little lumbering to say <laughs> he's a least. lengthy a lengthy dude <laughs> I I just would I would prefer to have Hicks and I think Hicks I really want Hicks to have a really I think good he can dude like, I, I love, love Aaron Hicks I do too and our boy Sweeney Murdy told us it on the pod he said he, he looked for Aaron Hicks to start having not the Bernie William weeks but the Bernie William yeah. months and a year hopefully so uh, that's what I really hope for, man. Um, but my my like lineup that I would go with uh, for me, I, I said this uh, to you, Tyler. I would go Hicks, Judge, DJ, Stanton, Glaber, Voight, Clint, Geo, Gary. And honestly, the, I'm going to preface it with saying that Gary can also move up to as high as like four or five at that point, depending on like if yeah. he has his shit if he has his shit together. So I'm not going to be out here saying that I, the reason that I'm starting and honestly I wouldn't even be mad at the starting of the season if they put like Gary and shift or like switch out Gary, Geo and Clint among those three spots like it wouldn't bother me but I would really like it for those first uh 6 to be Hicks, Judge, DJ, Stanton, yeah, Glaber and I would really like that. So what what would be your uh be so your I got a, I got a couple things. The thing that I have come to realize, I think we've all have come to realize this with the Yanks is one, our lineup changes. You go around the league, a lot of lineups, for the most part, like you said, at least the first, like, six, they're kind of set in stone for the most part. Remember, like, with the 9 team, Rob? Like, we knew what the lineup was every day. You know, we don't yeah. – the lineup changes a lot for us. Um, they like to try different things. And the one thing – I don't hate Hicks in the three. Um, I guess because it, ha- it breaks up the, the, the righties. But the thing that the Yankees and Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman I don't think understand is we only have one lefty on this team, one person that could hit lefty on this team, which is Aaron Hicks because he's a switch hitter. So he could end up hitting hitting righty, obviously. But they don't understand that no matter where you put him, there are there are it's still eight righties to follow. So I don't get the the bra- the the quote unquote breaking up the lineup. That so so that's what I don't really understand. Um, you know what? Unless they make Brett Gardner, yeah, the rela- left yeah, field. relax. Absolutely. I'll freak out. I'll have to find Brett Gardner. And, I don't know. Stupid! I'm not gonna let you get the chance. I'll have to Absolutely find Brett Gardner not. and kidnap but. him. But for <laughs> for my um, and then I'll have to eat my words so bad to so many people for Brett Gardner because I was on the on the Guardy train of bringing him back. Whatever. My line, my ideal lineup, pretty similar to yours, Rob. We went over this. Um, I had Aaron Hicks leading off as well. His OBP just speaks for itself. He get the dude is an absolute walk machine when he's not grounding out or striking out, and then you know the occasional pimp job he does. So I got Aaron Hicks one, I have Aaron Judge two, DJ three, I have Glaber Torres at four. Um, maybe some slight bias in there, but I also think I don't hate it. Glaber Glaber just because have a big dude, year, I man. really think he's gonna like come back and be 2019 Glaber. Um. He started off slow last year. In the playoffs, he was our best hitter. At the end of the season, he he ended up on a, on a really good note. So I got Glaber four because I think he's going to rake. Luke five. I have Stanton six. You can move Luke and uh, Stanton wherever you want. You can have either of them five or six. I personally just don't 
I, I like Judge and Stanton broken up. I don't like them really that close to each other just because they are, especially when they're in their woes, they do strike out a lot. So I have Aaron Hicks, one, Aaron Judge, two, DJ, three, Glaber, four, Luke Voigt, five, Giancarlo Stanton, seven, or wait, Giancarlo Stanton, six, Clint Frazier, seven, Urshela, eight, and I have Gary hitting ninth. Um, like you said, six through nine can kind of move as you please. I'd like to have Clint get as many at-bats as possible, so I kind of like him hitting seven. But mm-hmm. that's my ideal Death Star lineup I'd love to see get ran out, you know, 140 times yeah. at least. Yeah, no, I, I I think that's a solid lineup too. Like, Glaber could have a really big year and end up being clean up or something or, you know, third. Like, this lineup, it, it doesn't really matter. It's just dude. a ridiculous lineup. <laughs> shit's gonna, I, it's, I, I honestly just think that shit's eventually going to hit the fan with the injuries at some point during the year. So I have faith like... in Eric Cressy. As of now, I'll put it on the books. I have faith in Eric Cressy. I hope, I hope so, so, dude, because I, I don't know. To me, Judge, does, I don't want to say he looks a little slimmer. No, I can't. I can't. Yeah, they they're doing a lot their, of yoga. They changed their, they change their off-season uh, routine, which is good. Because, dude, like, all these guys, like, getting absolutely ripped. They don't like, need to get ripped, People make dude. fun of – no, people make fun of baseball players for being, like, chunky. But, like, honestly, with all these fine movements of hitting and throwing and all of the necessary – They're just movements that your – Things to be a baseball player. unnatural for your body. Yeah, so, I mean – you got to have a little pudge on you. And Giancarlo Stanton is just absolutely shredded <laughs> yeah. to every muscle. Dude's got like body. 9% body fat. <laughs> so it's it's hard, you know, when you always see him getting hurt. Like, you know, he'd probably be better off playing, you know, 17 games of NFL football at this <laughs> point or like an 82 game NBA season because, like, there's less games. It's hard with 162, man. But I, I just, oh, God, I just need. Like, watching that lineup yesterday, too, even during the tie, like, they had just a string of innings where they were just hitting the ball yeah. really good. Like, it wasn't, like, a home run or anything. Just but bat to like, ball. Well, there was Glaber's home run. But it was just bat to ball, bat to ball. Like, DJ had hits. DJ's been – by the way, DJ's been, like, four for eight, I'm pretty sure, in spring training. Yeah, absolute literal machine. machine. Like, it's it, absolute – just ridiculous. Like, the guy's going to be – good signing. Good yeah. signing, New York Yankee. But, I, I agreed dude, with it. Just, oh, God. <laughs> My major, my major wish is really just like Aaron Judge to play. I want 140 games, like, dude. 135, 140 games. That's all. That's what we need. Cause, cause then it, Tyler, it gets to the situation that like, and and we we argue with like Yankee trolls and Yank people that aren't Yankee fans that say like Aaron Judge is always hurt. Aaron Judge is always. So at some point, like if he keeps getting hurt, like what the fuck are we supposed yeah, to say back? Literally, you know what I mean? It's gonna be difficult. So this is his this last is really chance big year I feel for like. Judge, especially if he wants to get paid, dude. Yeah, no, that's the thing. If he wants to get the fucking bag, he has to stay on the field this year a lot, and he has to put for. I still, I looked at his MVP odds. His MVP odds are like ten to one in Dude, the American it, League, so they have him. I if think he like plays, or maybe like if third. he plays one hundred and forty games, he could win MVP. That's the thing. There's like mm-hmm. here. There's one, two, three. There's, I don't know. I mean, you can't really give it to Stan because he's DH, essentially. But yeah. even if you include Stanton, there's like five dudes on this team that could literally have an MVP season. And like John Carlos Stanton, Luke Voigt, we saw it last year. Glaber Torres, we saw glimpses of it with like his 41 home runs or whatever in 2019. Uh, DJ and Judge. Those are all dudes that could put... Damn! Damn is right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> They're good, man. They have just, they just have a really good lineup. And... I just, man, they, I just really hope that they get it all together 
but I, we're going to have to, you know, only got to wait till yeah. the games are played, man. That's the whole thing with these spring trips. But it's nice to see baseball back on the And field. it feels dude, real, too, Can we talk too, about, dude. though, real quick? It does feel very real. Like, it's it's here, and it's not going to be snatched away from us, at least at the moment, from And there's, uh, like, human hopefully. interactions and stuff. It just, like, last year, I mean, yeah. we made it feel real because we had to. But it feel this feels like yeah. normal, nor, as normal as we can get right now. Yeah, exactly. Can we talk about, though, too? I just wanted to say, because like, I don't know how many games the Yankees have this year on ESPN Baseball, but... Dude, I was watching, like, the spring training games, and I just want to, like, talk about, like, the state of the game real quick. Like, how do they expect us on the best network or, like, the biggest sports network, and they're showing, like, they're just production for the games is just a little questionable throughout the whole thing. And I'm just, like, thinking of, like, we have game like, we have games this year that we're going to have to – um you know, play on ESPN and it's not going to be Michael K broadcasting yeah. and our yes boys doing the games. And I was just thinking from like the sense of the game, like their, their, their announcers just aren't really the best. Oh, dude. I, I like Van Scursion a lot. We'll, we'll get a lot of A-Rod baseball yeah. this year, which is like, okay, it's like whatever, A-Rod's a big name. But I was just thinking like, dude, ESPN just isn't really doing like the – the game justice, I feel like, and I've just noticed that was. I don't know if you've watched any other ones other than other than uh, yes, like the Yankees on yes and stuff, and like I'm just like, like the yes, yes does the occasional um, inning interview, yeah. you know, like they'll like talk to Aaron Boone or they'll talk to. By the way, when Voight was locked in on that interview, that show phenomenal. was fucking hilarious, Freaking phenomenal, I love that. <laughs> great, like, but like, dude, they're doing it every inning on these Zoom calls, and I'm like. At some point, like I, like, I was watching Kansas City and the Dodgers, and I'm like, don't you think, like, the Kansas City Royals want to watch their team right yeah. now and not hear from Trevor Bauer? Hear from Trevor Bauer about how he was about to go to the Mets and then decided and not to, like, to go to the Mets And he had to, like, take a walk or something. His... Dude, I can't, I cannot stand yeah. Trevor Bauer. Well, no, nah, I was just – I just wanted to, like, point that out from what I've been watching in the spring training games because, like, I, I, I do feel like they're not really doing the Even Sunday justice. night baseball, and, like, dude. I, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, because we're gonna have games this year. We're gonna have games this year, and I'm just like, I don't feel like we're doing them the game justice. And like, there are certain points where it's being held back. And I don't know the the let the kids play. Like, I want Aaron Hicks to be pimping home runs yeah. this year. I want Guardy to maybe throw in a little pimp job. <laughs> you know, like I I don't know. It's that's what I've just kind of been observing from uh, from like other spring training games because I've tried to do my best of like that's why like I try to watch as many other baseball games as I can and like watch around the league other than just being like locked yeah. into the Yankees the whole time because I do like watching a lot of other a lot of other games. Dude, Tatis with that that grand slam. And the, too, yeah, I'm and sure the dude like that. called that was it crazy. Too. Yeah, that was Dude, baseball, baseball is back and baseball is really fucking fun Hell right yeah. now. Like just I it's it's really good and it's and, and you know, we got I know I know it'll I hope be all the old heads are like mad. Quick, Stay back. <laughs> yeah. It'll it'll be like it'll be over over uh looked for like a quick month with March Madness coming up. But I think dude once 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 opening day starts, bro. It's gonna be a different vibe oh, in the air. I different vibes. Wait different vibe gonna be playing a lot of a lot of frank sinatra after games man and it's exciting but uh yeah tyler so i guess that's it for the pod we have the new instagram account so be sure to go follow us over on instagram at four savages and and or that's the twitter handle and then four train savages on instagram so four savages on twitter and then 
on Insta or on Instagram. It's Four Train Savages, and then be sure to give leave us a rate and review for the podcast. And then once again with our friends at Manscaped, be sure to go over to the site, get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code Four Savage. Twenty percent off, free shipping at Manscaped.com with Four Savage. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tool for the job with Manscaped. So Tyler, dude, we're gonna have the game still yes, rolling, we are. man. It's going to be a lot of good baseball. Anything that, like, you're look- – I know we got Ty on in, like, a couple hours to pitch while we're recording, but, like, is there anything else? I mean, really, we're just going to be paying attention a lot to the to the, yeah. to the bench spots and making sure yeah, no we'll one gets wa- hurt. We'll be watching <laughs> out for injuries because, you know, I, I know Miguel Andujar is still trying to sneak on somehow. I don't think that's possible, um, barring any injuries once again. But, yeah, I mean, Rob, I'm just hyped to get – we're getting it rolling. I said get me to February. We have – surpassed the month of february we are here march is here april is right around the damn corner we have some good things me and rob are discussing to possibly add to four train savages so we'll keep that in the back pocket for now rob i think and um we got some good stuff coming though so be sure to stay tuned yeah we'll keep you guys updated we'll keep you guys updated but um once again be sure to rate and review on apple Podcasts. subscribe to the pod on spotify as well as apple uh, be sure to follow us at Four Savages on Twitter. Also, Four Train Savages on Instagram now. Subscribe, 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 and we will catch you next time.